Hello. Ahoy. Welcome to episode eight of Bottom of the Stream. Back again. Back again. Another a week's gone by. Yeah. We've watched a film and we're going to sit and talk about this film. Yes. So we uh, had Don't Kill It last week. Yeah. Seemed to go down well. We, we pretty much enjoyed. Yeah, I think so. Middling. Mid-table. Middling is how I would describe it. It, yeah. it did end up mid-table, yeah. Yeah, well, let's see what we can find see this week. what we can find this week. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it is at VOTS underscore podcast. The Instagram is the same. Facebook.com slash bottom of the stream. Bottom of the stream dot podbean dot com is the website. And bottom of the stream at gmail dot com is the email address. Like, I'm getting really good at that. Yeah, I know. Pro. <laughs> Complete pro. I'm going to make you do it one week. Yeah, fine. Challenge accepted. <laughs> So, Adam, what have we got this week? This week, we are talking about Murder Party. Now, just going from title alone, surely yeah. it's made it's made for this podcast. Yeah, you would think so. I've never heard of it before. <laughs> Don't think anybody else has. It's 12 years old. Okay. It's from 2007. It's 15. It's the shortest film we've reviewed so far. It is only 79 minutes long. I would also say... It's shorter than an episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would also say it is by far the smallest budget Definitely. film I'd, that we I'd, have watched. I would be surprised if there's a film on Netflix that has a lower budget than this. Okay. I, I, it has to be. I actually did some research. The budget for the film was somewhere between $180,000 and $230,000. Okay. So it's not a lot. No, not at all. There's, there's pennies in the turn. If you think of some film budgets, it's literally a drop in the ocean. So yeah, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to get into this one, I think. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's an interesting one. Um, director is a guy called Jeremy Saulnier. And this was his first film? This was his first film. He was a... Everybody in this film and the, and the director are like a film class who make their own... They've been friends for a long time. They made their own little film studio and made their own little films. This is the first one that really made it. Um, have you heard of Jeremy Saulnier before? No, I had not before we we looked at this film, but I also did did a little bit of reading and it did quickly become apparent that he is a director of another film, which is on our list. Oh, really? Which may come out at some point in the future. That's interesting. Um, which is a film called Hold the Dark, which is a Netflix film, which just came out last year, actually. We won't, don't really want to say too much no. about it because it, you know, if we end up watching it, I'm sure we will at some in, point. You know, months down the line or whatever, we can we can maybe refer back to what we thought of Murder Party. He also went on in 2015 to direct a film called Green Room, okay, which is a really good little horror thriller. You've seen that? I've seen it. Yeah. So it's, what's what's it's based? It's called Green Room. It's about a rock band who get trapped in a green room by a band of angry Nazis. It's like a Nazi rock club and this innocent little rock band go and play there and get attacked and they get locked in this green room it's, and they kind of have to scrap their way out basically yeah it's okay. it's really well it's got like a bit of a cult following now it's rated at 7 out of 10 on IMDb which for IMDb is a big rating and yeah he went on to direct that so check that out as well because it's really good he's also done a couple of episodes of True Detective so he's doing it right for himself when you consider that he made this so <laughs> I struggled somewhat with this yeah me too so Um, before we go then give me your one word review i know you've got one ready baffling baffling yeah (laughs) let's go with that it's it's pretty weird yeah uh, not uh, 
we'll, we'll, we'll talk about ultimately what we thought of it as we go along. Yeah. Do you know what I try and do when I'm watching these? I, I've sort of always got in the back of my head, I wonder what Ad's thinking of this. <laughs> I do the same thing. I must admit, I, do, I always think, I wonder what Nick's thinking. And I think mostly so far, what I've thought you would think of the film has been pretty much what I thought you would think of the film. Yeah. And in this case, I've no idea what you're going to think of it. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Because on paper, this a Halloween be... film called Murder Party is a with a guy in a cardboard night costume <laughs> should be right up your street. Yeah, it should. I agree. And I'm not sure it's going to pan out like that. Mm, maybe not. But it should. You're right. That, that As soon as I saw it come out, I was excited. The poster's interesting. Poster's fun. It looks, the synopsis is good. It looks like it's going to be a really good film. It's got the word party in the title. So you think, oh, this could be a fun little murdery film. That, that actually undersells <laughs> it because there's several parties. True, yeah. <laughs> Through the course of this. And I will say, this film was not what I expected. No, not at all. So when we picked it out and we read the synopsis, I think there was even the word like, it, it was obviously going to be some kind of black comedy. Yeah. And, you know, I think the synopsis even said hilarity ensues. It does, yeah. And I was expecting quite a light light-hearted but gory sort of have you ever seen like the early peter jackson stuff like brain dead right, yeah. and stuff like that and that's kind of what yeah, i that's had the in my mind I was sort of from it as well, low budget and i struggled to find the laughs in this yeah there's a couple yeah it did make me laugh a couple of times one point really made me laugh this was a lot darker than i was expecting yeah, it was it was grim but it was brutal <laughs> yeah, in parts was, as well was, yeah it's there's not a lot of party in the murder party. So that really surprised me. But I thought it had some really creative bits to it. I think as we talk about it, I'm still going to be deciding what I thought of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go. Yeah. So you start off the very first shot of the film is a Halloween on a on a door. Uh, Halloween is a pumpkin on a doorstep, which is obviously a shout out to Halloween and also gives you a shout out. It uh, gives you an idea that the film's set at Halloween. Yes. Which it is. It's not a Christmas film for a change. It's a Halloween film. Yeah, we're getting around the uh, holidays slowly. The years. Yeah. <laughs> then you get some shots of the town and people doing trick-or-treating uh, with some really badly photoshopped glow effect credits coming across. Look, You know when I do the posters for the each film that we do? It yeah. looks like I've made it. <laughs> I've written that down. This looks like I made this. I'm really not very good at Photoshop and nor were the people who made the credits for this film. Incidentally, the film, the opening credit sequence was shot before the script was written for the film. Okay, that is interesting. <laughs> so so these guys were literally putting this together yeah. at weekends. Yeah, they're basically, they've, they've chucked some money in and they're putting it together as they can. As they can afford it. Yeah. So we meet, who we later found out, our lead character is called Chris. Yep, Chris in real life and Chris in the film. Yes. So is it Chris Sharp who plays Chris him? Sharp plays Christopher Hawley. Yeah, there you go. And he's... He's going to the video store. Yes, because he, he's going to have a night in on his own watching yeah, some horror films. Yeah, so he's going to rent some horror films on proper VHS. Yeah, um, old school. Yeah, so he's walking those... Uh, so he rents the film, films and he's walking back to his place and the wind kicks up and an invitation sort of... Lands at his feet. Lands at his feet, doesn't yeah. he? So he picks it up and opens it, as you would. Yeah. And it's an invitation to a murder party tonight Yeah, with an address. So I, I might pick it up and read it. I'm not sure I'd do what he does, but anyway. So he gets home, decides he's going to watch one of the films. Yeah. Goes to sit down, but his cat's in his chair. I really like this. <laughs> so he 
He's got one chair in his living room. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a tiny it's little a box tiny room, little is it? Bike. So there's TV it's in the corner. Because yeah. there's a ratty armchair in the corner. And he, he goes to sit down and his cat's there. His cat's was called Sir Lancelot. Yeah. And I thought this was quite a good scene setting bit because this guy is so much of a loser that even his cat won't move out of yeah. his chair for so him. So he asks the cat to move and it doesn't. Yeah. So he gives up on watching the film and makes a cake instead. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he, he makes some, he takes the mush out of the smushed pumpkin on the doorstep, doesn't he? Yeah. And he makes pumpkin bread. Yes. Because it's obviously it's the gift that he's going to take with him now he's decided he's to decided attend to this to attend party. this party that he's found an invite for in the street that yeah. isn't addressed to anybody. But from this point on, the whole film is the cat's fault because if the cat hadn't moved... Think he'd have stayed. He'd in. have stayed at home and watched all three of those films that he'd rented. So the whole film was the cat's fault. So as as the bread's cooking, he he goes. Um, I'm, I was going to say upstairs, but I'm not sure he's got an upstairs. No, I think it was just a, a different room. He goes <laughs> into a different room and he starts. Um, he pulls out a perfectly good monster costume. Yeah. From a box that says Halloween costumes. <laughs> yeah. Throws that to one side and then cuts into all these cardboard boxes that he has. Really to, creatively to make a cardboard knight costume yeah, he, he makes he's a got knight a sword yeah, he's got he's a got helmet, helmet he's got armour yeah it was really good I was impressed with him it's like this guy's creative and that's it he's off that's out it. he's off out to the party leaves the cat leaves some sweets on the doorstep for the trick or treaters and off he pops it takes him bloody ages to walk to this party yep <laughs> it really did yeah. and I, I, look I've been uber critical here it's a really short film 79 minutes and there's at least three sequences in this film that were blatantly just padding, yeah. and this was one of them. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, they, and they probably all added, all told. I'll point out the other two when we get there. <laughs> all told, probably ten minutes to this yeah, film. Yeah, I think you're right. It's, it didn't move at pace, really, at any point. But there are parts where it's really slow, and there are parts of it that are really boring. Yeah, and that seems crazy to say that for a film that's yeah. seventy-five minutes long. <laughs> it does, but it's. Very true. So anyway, eventually he finds his way into a warehouse where he finds a, a weird cast of characters. Yeah. So I, I think I've got down who these people are. Okay. I didn't take any names. I've just got them all as nicknames. So he, he walks in and there's three men and two women. Yeah. And lots of weapons on the floor. Yes. So there's like an axe, chainsaw. Yeah, baseball bat. Yeah, loads, 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 loads of... Loads of and loads of sort of plastic tarp. Yes. On the floor. So there's Paul, who's dressed up as the Victorian vampire, sort of yeah. Tom Cruise out of Interview with a Vampire yeah. costume. There's Sky, who's a cheerleader, like yeah. zombie cheerleader. Zombie cheerleader. There's Lexi, who's dressed as Pris from Blade Runner. Yeah. And there is William, who's... I didn't really understand what he was dressed at, with the baseball player with the face paint. Yeah, I didn't get it, but he was a baseball player yeah. with an orange face. He's like in a Yankees yeah. jersey, isn't he? There's probably, it's probably some sort of American reference we're not getting. And then there's if anybody Na- knows, let us know. Yeah, and then there's Nathan, who's, a, well, he's not really dressed up. He's just in a hoodie, but he's got a werewolf, werewolf mask, mask which he occasionally pulls on. Yeah. So they're surprised to so, see Chris turn up. Yeah, they're surprised to see anybody turn up. They've obviously been planning something. Something. And they were waiting for somebody to turn up, and somebody did turn up. So they really badly attack Chris. Yeah. Like, and he's well outnumbered, but, but they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. They're they're a bunch. They've they've thrown this murder party. It turns out I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. That's fine because they want to kill somebody in the name of art. Yeah, they're all students. They're all art students, and they want to kill somebody in the name of art. So, but they've they've not they're not prepared for it. Although at one point they said they've been preparing for it for 
months. Yeah, they've been put up to it by someone else who, yeah. who will come into this, yeah, yeah, yeah. this tale. Yeah, they, uh, Nathan, who's dressed as Wolf, he goes to swing an axe at Chris and it gets like caught on a light switch, doesn't yeah. it? So that's the first sort of hilarity of how <laughs> well, incompetent these, these people are. Yeah. And with a great deal of difficulty, they manage to sort of subdue Chris and tie him to a chair. Yeah, they eventually get him tied up. Where he pretty much, without, apart from a couple of exceptions, remains until the last 15 minutes of yeah, the film. Yeah, tied never... to this chair <laughs> and probably says three words. Yeah, he doesn't have a lot more to say in the film. So the students say that it comes out that they're waiting for someone else to come along, who, yeah. who is a guy called Alexander, who you presume is there, is the guy who set them up for this. Yeah, so tutor, teacher, something like that. Mentor. And then what happens is we have our first... We have our first... Accident. Accident. Fatality. So Sky, who's the girl dressed as the cheerleader, yeah. decides she's going to eat some of Chris's pumpkin bread yeah. that he's made not a euphemism no it's not he made some pumpkin bread <laughs> she's gonna eat it but unfortunately sky is allergic to raisins which who knew that was a thing and she eats it realizes it's allergic she, it's got raisins in so he needs to have a bit of a sit down has a bit of a sit down falls off the chair and gets her head impaled on a spike I didn't catch what it was. It was a bit of old machinery, I think. It was... Yeah, it, it was like an, a, a, a broken off sort of axle or something yeah, like was... that, or drive shaft. Or yeah, it was a part of like a mach- bit of machinery. I actually have to stop. I'd, I think I'd stop and rewind it and check that I'd seen it. Cause it, happened that quickly. <laughs> it did. It, it, it was a proper... And it was really well done. Yeah, it was really well done, that bit. And she she sits back up again and her head's yeah. like pouring Pouring blood. blood. And she, what did she say? Can you smell almonds? Or yeah, something, something like, like that. that. And then... <laughs> She's done. Which did make me chuckle a bit. And yeah, and that's it. She's dead. Um, and this makes Nathan, the wolf, uh, werewolf costume guy, go crazy. Yeah. Because obviously things have took a, a a left turn somewhat. And he throws acid in Chris's face. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's shouting, he's raving. He's, he's just seen his friend die in front of him. Yes. Throws all this acid in Chris's face. And nothing happens. No. Because it's just vinegar. Yeah. <laughs> it's acetic acid, which is... Just vinegar. I've written at this point, this is fucking weird. Because I wasn't understanding what was going on. We Already at this point, we're having sort of, this isn't what I expected. Yeah. Yeah, even early doors, I knew straight away, this this isn't what I what I was expecting it to be. But it was interesting. I'm interested. I'm still intrigued at this point. So they hide Sky's body because they know Alexander's coming. Yeah. And he, he, he wouldn't be happy with her. This clearly wasn't part of the plan. Definitely wasn't part of the plan. He wouldn't be happy with a dead cheerleader in his loft um so they hide her in a freezer chest freezer very conveniently that's just placed there chest freezer yeah and alexander arrives so but he's not on his own he's got his dog yeah who has a great name hellhammer hellhammer great name for a dog and uh, he's got a russian gangster with him yes psycho zyko zyko great name zyko the psycho he was a gangster slash drug dealer yeah, Russian slash stereotypical fish Russian. and chips obsessive. Yeah, yeah, he was well into fish and chips. He doesn't shut up about having no, fish and chips. The whole film for ages. That's when it comes out that they're all artists after Alexander's grant money. And this guy is a total piece of shit, yeah, Alexander. A, so he turns he's up, a dirtbag. He bullies Paul, who's in his Victorian vampire costume, yeah. makes him take it all off, yeah, piece by piece. Yeah. So he says, "Take you, take your Victorian vampire shirt off." Yeah. Take your Victorian vampire trousers off. Yeah. And it, so he's, he's down to just like his, his t-shirt and some very spangly pants. Yeah. For no reason. Spangly is a good word. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. He doesn't do it for any reason other than he's an absolute arsehole. Yeah. And they they tell him that Sky hasn't turned up. 
Yeah, that she's not appeared. And as at this point, Alex says, well, you know, she's not going to get any of this grant money then. Yeah. And he's saying he's got like half a million dollars. He said 300 grand to start with and then yeah. went up to half a million. Yeah. yeah. And he's he's prepared to give this either to one of them or to all of them for the most creative murder. Yes. He, he keeps calling everybody a dildo, which I found quite funny. Uh, yeah. All the way through, he was calling people dildos. I, like, I did enjoy that. I, I, quite like, I quite like the line when he said, um, I want I want whatever we do tonight, when the coroner comes and and he's trying to find the cause of death, I want to, the certificate to say, cause of death, art. <laughs> yeah. And he decides that they will wait till midnight. Yeah, and, the witching hour. Yeah. And then they will kill Chris. Yeah. But that seems to be quite a long time away. And now they've got some time to kill. Yeah. So <laughs> they've, they've all agreed they're going to do this at midnight. Some of them are much more enthusiastic about this than others. Yeah. And there's a, then a good two minutes where they, as they're discussing what kind of takeaway to get, yeah. Chris escapes. <laughs> Chris gets out while they're deciding what to have for dinner. He doesn't get very far. Nope. There's a bit of a comedy chase following. Through a load of cardboard boxes. Yeah. And a man with a plug-in chainsaw, which <laughs> genuinely made me laugh a couple of times in this film. So that is um, Nathan, the, the werewolf, werewolf guy. guy. He's got, got a chainsaw, but it's, it has to be plugged choice. in to yeah. work. I, I love that. That did make me laugh. Chris ends up in a store cupboard. Yeah. And he's got, he looks around and it's sort of from his point of view. And you think, oh, I think this is about to kick off here because there's fire extinguishers. There's like a, I think it's like a, uh, hacksaws and yeah. there's loads of stuff in there that he could use yeah, to try and find his way out. And then it cuts to the outside of the store cupboard. The door bursts open. And he's got all this stuff in his hands <laughs> and he just kind of drops them at his feet and goes, bah! and then runs away and gets past them all. Yeah. <laughs> So they're capturing again and tie him off again. He's back in the chair. Yeah. There are funny moments in this film. That That's a funny little moment. I think my issues are more with the last yeah. 15 to 20 minutes yeah, of this I film. Yeah, I agree. They tie him back up and then um, they just start to have a party. Yeah. The Russian guy declares that he's bored. Yes. I know how he feels. Um, <laughs> and so he decides he's going to inject them all with a truth serum. Yeah, so it turns out got. he's got a, a toiletry bag full of truth serum. Yeah. KGB style. Yeah. As you do. So they all sit in a circle and inject themselves with truth serum so they can have a bit of a, not truth or dare, but just truth or truth. But Alex doesn't take it. No. He pretends to take it. Yes. But he injects it into some pizza instead. Yeah. Chris ends up getting injected as well. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing really comes from the truth of that. No. Apart from Nathan, <laughs> who's the wolf guy, declares his love for Lexi, who's yeah. the Blade Runner girl. But you already We already knew that anyway, anyway. yeah. It goes on for ages, yeah. and this this is another point where this film is boring. <laughs> Nothing happens, but it goes on for a long time. Then they do a load of coke. Yeah. So they party a bit more. Chris passes out. Yeah. He that revealed goes before on for that, a long time. Yeah, it does. He revealed before that he used to work for the cops, or he does work for the cops. Yeah, he's basically like a traffic, traffic warden. Yeah, and he wants shit himself. That was another yeah. one of his truths that he revealed. Yes, he does. Yeah. <laughs> but no one, miss, no one would miss him if he died. Yeah. No, I think they were his free. So he's not in a good place. No, he's in a bad place in his life. Like anyway. before this, before happened. this happened, yeah. before he turned up to this murder party. So they're doing, they're doing all the drugs. They're partying. Um, so William, who's the guy dressed in the baseball costume, he starts to do some painting. They yeah. are actually, after all, they are all artists. Yeah. He goes outside to check on Hellhammer at Alex's request, and then they all just stand around slagging William's painting off, yeah, laughing at his painting. And William, throughout this, has not been very involved with everything. No, he's, he's like sitting little, playing on his yeah, he's the quiet one game in the corner. He's not really he? doing anything. But you can you can see through it. 
is Rueyu just starting to build? And he kind of comes back in and hears the tail end of them slagging his painting off. So he, he lobs it away, doesn't he? And he's, he's yeah. in a funk. He is, he's not a happy chappy. Alex sends a psycho to get some more drugs. Yep. And then Paul, the vampire, the vampire guy, his assistant turns up. <laughs> just yeah. out of nowhere. So it turns out his art, he's a photographer. Yeah. So his assistant turns up to help set up the lighting and, and everything to capture the, as we're approaching the witching hour to yeah. capture the murder. And that, and that is most of the first hour. Yeah. Just... There's a lot not happening. Yeah. It takes ages for any of that to really happen, but we get there. And then things kick off because Nathan goes outside for he's, a smoke. He's the werewolf mask yeah. man. Forgetting that he just covered himself in alcohol. And vinegar. And vinegar. Then he goes outside for a smoke and accidentally sets himself on fire. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it takes him quite a while to work out what's happening. Yeah. One of the girls goes out to check on him. Yeah. They find him burning. So Lex is Lexi. She comes back in, takes the fire extinguisher out, puts him out. Her and the photographer's assist, uh, the assistant pull him back in. And what, what do they see? His mask has melted to his face. And now I thought his makeup was incredible. It was. For it, a low budget Yeah, it movie. was. It he, was horrific. He basically turned into a, were- a burned werewolf. Yeah. Was, his mask was merged with his own face. It was it was horrible but yeah it changed his character completely as it would and he basically becomes this crazed werewolf guy for the rest of the film William whilst he was out there and and this is the sort of pivot for everything going to hell even more yeah he went outside to check on the dog like I say and he has untied the dog yeah which they had tied up outside so Hellhammer the dog comes back in and he starts sniffing around the freezer straight away. Yeah. So Alex opens the freezer, finds Sky, and everything kicks off now. Yeah. Because Paul, who's the vampire guy, he whacks some truth serum in Alex. Yeah, Alex gets hit with a truth serum at this point. And it comes out that he's just a fry cook. Yeah. He hasn't got any grant money. He's a fraud. And he's looking to just as many people to die here as possible and he's going to try and sell it as, as art. Yeah, he's looking to kill them all and sell them as art. Basically make some kind of snuff movie was yeah. what I kind of got from it. And his real name's Tim. Yes. <laughs> um, so Zyko just comes back at this point with his fish yeah. and chips and Alex, who's still under the influence of the truth serum, says, shoot them all. Yeah. So he does. Well, Shooting starts. Shooting starts. He shoots Paul, the vampire guy, who dies instantly. Burnt werewolf Nathan wakes up. Yeah. So he's going crazy. Hellhammer, the dog, steals, picks up the drugs yeah. and starts eating all <laughs> this all the drugs. massive bag of drugs. Yeah. So this dog is pinging his tits off. <laughs> uh, Lexi and Zyko wrestle. Nathan, the, so the melted face wolf guy, chainsaw Zyko in the face. Yeah. He's got his chainsaw plugged in. Yeah, chops his leg off as well. Yeah, so uh, he goes to rescue Lexi. We, we're saying this so it's like it's quite funny. This is quite dark at this point. It's... So I, I, and this is kind of what I, the sort of thing I would expect to happen in that it was all going to end in a bloodbath. Yeah. But it wasn't funny. No, it wasn't. It was, it was brutal. Really brutal. And like last, last week we had Don't Kill It and they had that comedy scene of the demon possessing everybody. And that was funny. This isn't funny. It's like, it's dark. It's really dark. And I I don't know if that's, I'm glad you saw it the same as I did. I don't think it's intentional. I think they were going for laughs and didn't get them. Well, they didn't get them from me. The funniest bits in these were the good lines that yeah. where it was good bits of dialogue or bits of scripting. Yeah. None of this slapstick murdery stuff. 
felt it's, funny. It's me. too brutal. There's too much blood. There's too much it's, effect to it. It's. But do you think that like we talked about how good the makeup was? Is it too good? I think it is too good, and it's and the same when people are getting chainsawed and axed and yeah, because it it doesn't pull away any of these shots from no, the camera. It's either. a gore fest. It's like there's points where it's almost at hostile levels, and it's it's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> There's bits of it that are funny, but the the killing and the brutality of it are not. And I mean, I it's, think that's where it misses. It's me. creative. Yeah, I'm not denying that, but it it didn't achieve what it was trying to achieve. And for for what it for being made on such a small budget, it's a real achievement. Yeah, definitely. But it's like I said at the start, it's really not what I expected. No, and I, I don't know if I didn't enjoy it as much because I had developed my own expectation. Yeah. But I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I was going to when this you, came out of the You pot. see a film like this come up and you think, I know what this is. This is going to be a dark comedy and I'm going to laugh at the, the death scenes and things. And it misses. It, you just don't. But this is my this should be my sort of film and I shouldn't be saying this sort of thing. But yeah. it, it missed the point to me. So but. the next couple of things that happen. So Lexi tries to free Chris, who's still yep. tied to the chair. She then gets axed. Axed in the back of the head. So initially I thought it was Nathan who'd done it. Yeah, I did as well. But it wasn't. No. It was William. Yeah, the baseball guy. And to use one of your phrases, <laughs> he's gone batshit crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's gone batshit crazy. The dog, Hellhammer, mauls Alex. Yeah. So he, he's he's gone as well, I think, now. Yeah, I think he, I think the dog kills him. So the only people we're left with are Chris, who's our innocent party-goer. Yeah. He was not expecting any of this when he made his pumpkin loaf. William, the baseball player. Yeah. And Nathan... The werewolf, werewolf guy, the werewolf guy. That's so, three. So there is now a chase scene. Yep, they get onto the roof, don't they? Yeah, eventually. There's a little sort of comedy bit involving a uh, conveyor belt. Oh yeah, that is that is quite good. When Chris escapes up the conveyor belt, yeah, and turns it so he's heading the right way so he can climb up it easier. Yeah. And then William heads William after him. heads after him and it reverses and he just falls back down. Yeah, Chris just turns it the other way, which is quite funny. Yeah, I did find that bit quite funny. Um, so yeah, there's a bit of a, a rooftop chase, which again went on for a bit longer than it yeah. should. He get Chris gets a, a couple of buildings over, and he's into another party, isn't he? Yeah, into a club, and it turns out he's at another art gallery. Yeah, just can't get away. From we're in the, the art. art. We're in the art district, obviously. Uh, the the werewolf guy is chasing him with the plug-in chainsaw again. Yeah, even though he's running across. It's not the plugged in. It's not plugged in. That did make me laugh. There's a couple of bits in the next few minutes. That there was one scene where I, I almost cried. It was so funny, but I, it just got me. And I, I'll tell you when we get there. Okay. Well, I, I, he stumbles across another party, another yeah. art gallery. Yeah. Uh, and, and and Bill follows him in. Yeah. Oh, we're there. We're there yeah. now because he screams. I need a cell phone. I need a cell phone. I need a cell phone. And then he goes onto the staircase, and there's a man dressed as a cell phone. That was yeah. I loved that. That was a good sight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I loved that. It was so funny. I don't know if it was the, just the and light just relief deb- I needed and he at just that point. Dead pumps it, doesn't it? Yeah, just stares at the guy. Yeah, it just stares at him. I don't oh, think that was the light relief I needed at that point, I think, but I loved that. Chris uh, goes through this art gallery, doesn't he? He sort of crashes past the security guard. Yeah. Because uh, there's like a some sort of installation about to open. Yeah, it looks like it. And he goes into a small white room. There's what, five or six people in there? Yeah, a couple sort of women, a couple of blokes. Yeah, in various states of undress and they've all been body painted. So they are the art. Yeah, they are, yeah. And William's not too far behind him. Turns out William knows the guy who is a fellow student who is running this art installation. Yeah. <laughs> and so he lets him in. He finds his way into the room again where Chris is. And he 
he's still got the axe. Yeah. He brutally murders everyone Everybody who's in, in the room. room. Yeah. It's it's brutal. Again, it's brutal. And he proper axes everybody. Yeah. The effects are brilliant yeah. for such a low budget film. But yeah, again, it wasn't funny. I, I get this film is trying to say something. About, I know there's a whole, you could get quite meta. This film is a piece of art. It is trying to say. Yeah, probably. What is art? What isn't art? Yeah. It's someone's life art. What? I, I, yeah. I, I get all that. Yeah. It still didn't help me. No, it missed. It in missed. how I enjoyed this. He so he kills everyone brutally in this room except for Chris. Except for Chris. So the werewolf guy Nathan. Yeah. He's still on the roof, and he finds a place to plug his chainsaw in. Finally. I didn't understand why he plugged it in on the roof because he's he's no. he's miles behind these two. Yeah. And he just thinks, oh, there's a plug. I'll plug it in. Because he wants to kill William because William killed Lexi, yeah. who he was in love with. But yeah, he's just stopped to plug this chainsaw in. So <laughs> was he course, was he intending to go after the other people who I don't know were at the party? Plan- I don't know or? what he was planning. Because as soon as he plugs I mean, he's it got in, a melted werewolf face on, yeah, so he might so not be thinking, not thinking straight. Because as soon as he plugs it in, he falls off the roof anyway. Yeah. Literally, he plugs it in, falls backwards off the roof. The chainsaw hangs from its cord in front of the window that happens to be the window of the room that Chris and baseball boy Manor William William that they happen to be in yeah so Chris grabs the chainsaw through the window and brutally <laughs> murders William again so it's a small as Ad says a small plug-in chainsaw yeah it takes quite a while yeah to quite graphically chainsaw William's head yeah he slices him like from the shoulder down through his chest quite for a long time <laughs> And then he puts a pumpkin on his head. Yeah. Because that's funny. And uh, then he walks home. Yeah, then he just walks home. There's a, a, The people who have come to visit the art installation come in and look at it and think, yeah. oh, that's and, nice. then, and there's that, oh, oh, that's oh, a nice oh, art. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's lovely. But nobody really realises what's going on. Oh, there's, a, there's another funny scene where Chris walks out of there and he takes the guy's, the security guard's cell phone and dials 911 and said, it's for you, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was quite good. Enjoyed that. But yeah, he just walks home. Um, you get a few morning after shots of Halloween morning after Halloween shots of smashed pumpkins on the floor. So and... he stops sort of beside a river, doesn't he? And he he, um, he reaches in his pocket and he, he pulls pulls his pills out. Yes. I can't, you can't see what's on them, but I think, again, from what we said earlier on, he's not in a good place in his life, Chris. Yeah. And it's obviously implied that these are some kind of antidepressants. Yeah, I think so. And he just lobs them in the river. Yeah. Because he's got a whole different perspective on yeah, life. It's changed, his, it's changed his life. This this moment in time, and he makes his way back to his flat. Yep, cat's still sat in his chair. Cat's still sat in his chair, but this time it moves when he asks it to. Yeah, and he sits down, and we're done. Yeah, that is the end of Murder Party. I've no idea how to this, rate this. No, I've not. This should have been a good dark comedy film, and play a little bit less brutal. It could be right up there on our list, but it missed the point for me. It was not funny enough and there was parts of it that were really boring and i'm not particularly sensitive to violence no i'm not i, I love a violent film but loads of this was too much so unnecessary yeah and it, f- it angered me a little bit yeah which i don't want from <laughs> that's not why i watch a film but there were some creative ideas in it yeah, and and it, there are it some, was interesting it does play for a few laughs it was and i couldn't possibly have it on the level of something like the open house, which was just so derivative, it's and dot, you know paint by numbers, and yeah. it's at completely least different from anything we've seen. This was trying things, yeah, and it is one of those low budget film school 
films that comes out every so often and it's done really well to make it onto netflix and become this it obviously has a cool following for it to be on there yeah but i don't know it's just not for me and i really thought it would be i'm, I'm really really surprised and really annoyed that it isn't because i wanted a lot more from it i can't imagine saying to anyone no sit down and watch this film no this will be entertaining for an hour and 20 minutes no Cause, i think because i think you just i think you'd sit at the end and you'd go like we have wow what is this <laughs> Yeah, I mean, me and you have sat and watched a lot of films together in our time. If we'd have watched this together, I think we'd have probably had the same reaction. And we'd have got to the end and we're like, that was completely not what I was expecting. We've watched... Do you know what? I I mean, obviously, I, 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 we're doing that. We're, do, we're watching these to, so we can do this podcast. There was a couple of points on this where I think I might have turned this off. Yeah, I think if we weren't doing it for the podcast, I think I probably would have as well. Just Because that's how out of nowhere some, and how unnecessary some of these yeah. shot, shots were in this film. Yeah, it tried to be something that, and it failed to be it. And it just didn't resonate with different. me. No, it didn't for me either. And I'm a little bit disappointed because I really wanted it to. And It's a good premise for a film and I like those sort of dark comedy. Like we were talking the other week about Tucker and Dale versus Evil. It's a very similar type of film to that with its dark comedy and brutal murders and stuff. But that got it right whereas this doesn't. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I still just very mixed. I thought, it, like I say, it had some good lines. There's some good one-liners. There's some that bit with the cell phone was probably the most I've laughed at any of the films we've watched. For for what is essentially a homemade film, yeah, it's a real achievement again because of the makeup. It's pretty well written. The d- dialogue is at least, if not the, you know, yeah. plot. It's pretty well acted. Yeah, Every, everyone's good in it. Considering none of them are really. But I nearly turned it off on a couple yeah. of occasions. It's really strange. It is, yeah, I agree with you. It's it's, a, it's the strangest film we've watched. And I don't think I can recommend it to anybody. Unless you're really into dark horror. And it was not even horror. Dark, dark films. I, don't, I can't even describe it. I don't I even did know not, how I would describe it. I can appreciate the, the work and the creativity that went into it. But this film did not entertain me. No, I agree. I think that's a, a good place to, to end. Yeah. <laughs> so, so where are we going to put it? Where are we going to put it on the stream table? Currently, shall I go through it all again? I'll go through it all again. Go on then. Little Evil's at number one. Yeah. It's nowhere near that. No. Bates at number two. Nowhere near that. I think we're alone now. It's at number three. Yeah. Nowhere near that. Don't Kill It, last week's episode is at number four. It's not as good as Don't Kill It. It's not as good as Don't Kill It. This is where it becomes interesting. Is it as good as A Wait Forever Instructions? Because that film was batshit crazy. This film's batshit crazy. Where does it go? Is it? It's got a bit. It's, the Open House is a worse film. So it's above the Open House. The thing we've got to decide is where does it sit either side of Await Further Instructions? I, right, this is going to be tricky because I enjoyed watching Await Further Instructions more, but I think Murder Pie is a better film. Be- <sighs> better, it's a more creative film. It's more. Yeah, it is a more creative film. When you started talking then, I didn't know what you were going to say. And I didn't know where I stood on it either. But I disagree. Oh. I, I think A Wait Forever Instructions is a better, more creative film. Do you? Yeah. Do you know why I'm saying it's not... It, why I've fallen like that is because I feel that Murder Party knows what it is. And it sticks to it throughout. Whereas A Wait Forever Instructions <laughs> is all over okay, the place. Yeah, that's true. But what... I, I, I'm not particularly bothered if it goes above or below it, but 
It depends how you want to judge it. I enjoyed await further instructions more. Yeah. And um, but if if you wanted to have a await further instructions is a what's better a better film achievement? Than it ju- it just is. Mm. You, Which you, one would no I? Point. If you if you all right, I suppose if if you said to me you can you've got to watch one of them again, I'd watch Await Further Instructions. There's again. no point while you were watching Await Further Instructions. Did you want to turn it off? No. Did you? No. No. I think Murder Party comes in at number six. Okay, I'll go. Oh yeah, I'll go with that. I'm not, I because I don't like it enough to argue its case. Sierra Burgess as a loser is definitely staying at the bottom. And if we ever find a worse film than that, I'll be amazed. Open House is... The Murder Party is a better film than Open House. Uh, but it is not a better film than The Way of Further Instructions. So, Murder Party in at number six on the stream table. Congratulations or commiserations, I don't know. It's six out of eight. <laughs> bottom wrong. So, that's the end of this week's. Do you want to decide next week's film? Yes, let's do it. Let me find the app. Uh, we'll press the button. We have got Cube. Cube, excellent. Now, Cube is a little bit different. Yeah. Because... So, I can't remember which one of us... I think we had a conversation, didn't we, a few weeks ago? Yeah. When we, we were adding stuff to the list. We debated for a long time whether Cube deserves to be on the list or not. Because we've seen it. Because we've both seen it before. And we've both, we both watched it together a long, long time ago. I reckon... I what, year thinking, is, what year is Cube from? Cube's 1997. Right, okay. I think this is possibly the first film you and you ever watched together. I have no idea. <laughs> I remember watching it in your house when we were young. But Cube is a 1997 film, so by far the oldest film we've watched. It is on Netflix and it is a really... Nobody knows it's there. So it is on. It is at the bottom of the stream. It, it completely fills all of our criteria to be allowed to be reviewed on bottom of the stream. But it is a little bit different in the fact that we've both seen it before. But I haven't. I have, I not, seen I have not seen this film for probably twenty years. Yeah. Well, what did you say? It's twenty two years, years old. Yeah, I've, I've not seen it for no. fifteen to twenty years. No. So I think, yeah, I think I'm quite happy that's come out. I'll be quite interested. To yeah, definitely. So I'm going to read you the synopsis anyway. So it says six complete strangers of widely varying personality characteristics are involuntarily placed in an endless maze containing deadly traps. I'm going to play the audio from the trailer at this point, which is something new. A cube. 26 rooms high. And 26 rooms across. 17,576 rooms. Anybody remember how they got here? Why would they throw innocent people in here? Are we being punished? There's a way in here, so there's got to be a way out. Do you think they'd go to all the trouble to build this thing if we could just walk out? Take a good long look around. Because I got a feeling it's looking at us. We have about three days without food and water before we're too weak to move. I just want to wake up. I looked in the room down there and something almost cut my head off. Motion detectors integrated into the walls. Up to spot. You're not getting out of here. Yes, we are. There is no way out of here. We need to get around the traps. They're identified by prime numbers. Figure it out. I can't. I'm not dying in a rat maze. No more talking. No more guessing. You got to save yourselves from yourselves. 
moving in circles the runes have. We are the key. The cube is us. So, the first thing I want to say about that trailer is it is the most 90s film trailer <laughs> ever made. It is really 90s, and it gives a lot of the film away. Yeah. So, it's going to be interesting. I've obviously got in my mind a sort of vague memory of yeah what I thought of it yeah. 15, 20 years ago. <laughs> so, it's going to be an interesting one to watch. But yeah. So, come back next week. We'll talk Cube. We'll talk Cube. See you then. Cheers. Bye.